Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The ringer.com is also a part of uh, a fantastic podcast over there as well. Uh, the NFL podcast with uh, Kevin Clark, which is uh, a must listen every single week. And he's down in Miami right now. It's Robert Mays. Robert, how are you, buddy? Thanks for joining us. I'm good. It's been a pretty relaxing day. I haven't really paid much attention to the news, so <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, well, I don't know. You've. You've missed some things uh, if you were out to – what are you doing in Miami, by the way? That was, uh, was my first relaxing. question. Just relaxing. I mean, oh it's just kind of one of those times. And I feel like I need the weekend away. So we are, what I'm doing. And we're ruining it by, uh, by doing a hey, radio no, spot, no, no, no. So. I'm working. I'm working. It's just relaxation <laughs> in between the work. Well, uh, I tell you who's not relaxing, the Cleveland Browns. Well, yeah, what certainly not. is the deal with them? Because I saw you say yesterday about the Rams, and I kind of felt like they were – they were doing this like, all right, we, we got to go beat uh, the Carson Wentz and the Eagles type of thing, so they're going to stack up on on corners. What is uh, what is Cleveland's deal right now? Do you think it's just we have this war chest of picks and we're just going to go use them? That's my thought. I mean, if you look at what they did over the last couple of seasons, it's we're going to amass picks at every means possible. We're going to trade down, trade down, trade down. Let's get as many as we can. And it feels like John Dorsey's looking at all those picks and he's saying those picks at a certain point have to turn into players. So I'm going to go get some players. The Landry uh, trade apparently is a 2017 – or it's a fourth-round pick and a seventh-round pick. It's pretty that's good. fine. Yeah. I mean, that's fine, but you have to give him a new deal. So, so they're going to sign him to a contract. I assume it's going to be in the range of $12 million or so a year. That's about his market value, which is a lot of money when you consider that and the draft capital. Let's go get Tyrod Taylor. He's making $18 million this year. My guess is they're going to let him play that out. That's their goal here. So what the Browns did was they went out and got players they wanted and just removed the uncertainty of the free agency period from the equation. They said, we're going to deal these picks in order to ensure these guys are ours. That's fine. And if you don't think you want to deal with just whatever murky waters there are of giving A.J. McCarron $15 million or mm. figuring out what you're going to have to bid for somebody to get Landry – I get that. I don't know if that's necessarily going to be a good idea in the long run, but you can understand that Don Dorsey's Don Dorsey, John Dorsey. Good Lord, it's been a long day. That's <laughs> okay, buddy. Don Dorsey, John Dorsey's sitting there and he's saying, "I have all this. Let's make sure I get these guys." Again, it may not be prudent in a vacuum, but if you're the Browns, you're not operating in a vacuum. You're operating under the guise of being a laughing stock for the last decade. So it just feels like. As an organization, he sat there and said, we're not waiting anymore. This is it. Let's go try to be real right now. And that makes a ton of sense. I mean, if you, you know, you've been in Cleveland for a long time and uh, Hugh Jackson's sitting there and just going like, please just give me, give me whatever I can to at least try and get seven wins or whatever it is out of this. So ultimately, do you think the Cleveland Browns are going to take a, a QB at one? Uh, is, is that indicating anything to you after these moves are done? I think they can still do it. I think I still would do it. I mean, Taylor's only under contract for $18 million so in, in, for one season, which is kind of another benefit of this. So if you went out and got a McCarron, 
his guaranteed money would likely have to go into next year. Now you have one year of your stopgap quarterback. That's what this is. And you ensured that you got him and didn't have to bid against anyone else. So now you don't have to stray it off from the plan you already would have had. You can pick a quarterback at one. You could take Barkley at four if he's there. You can flip it if you like all those guys pretty much the same. You can take Nick Chubb at one and take a quarterback. The draft elements of this to me are no different than they were at the start of today because I always expected them to sign a veteran quarterback. Now they just know who it is without having to bid against anyone else. Yeah, which which makes a lot of sense. So it has us talking here in Philadelphia too. You're going like, all right, if Tyrod is worth a, worth a third-round pick here and it looks like according to uh, a couple of people in Buffalo that – uh, you know, the Cardinals and also the Broncos were in on that, too. If you are Howie Roseman, are you constantly picking up the phone and talking to them and say, I got a guy for you if you were looking for one, because I know you don't really have any at all right now. So the thing is, these trades don't happen independent of context, right? So the Browns have all these picks. You know, the Browns have four second round picks, I believe. So their 65th overall pick is not as valuable to them as a third-round pick is going to be or a second-round pick is going to be for a team like the Cardinals or the Broncos. So is the price tag the same? And again, we, we've talked about this. I don't think Howie's going to sell off Nick Foles for parts just to do it. So let's say it goes from the 65th overall pick to the 95th overall pick. Mm-hmm. Is that worth it? Is that worth shaking up your locker room, dealing the guy and scraping every value you can out of it for somebody that just won you the Super Bowl MVP and is a hero in Philadelphia? I don't know the answer to that. That's what has to go into this calculus. But I don't think many teams are trading what amounts to a second-round pick for Nick Foles. I just don't think it's happening. Interesting. So the um, uh, the market be might be a little softer than than even I'm, I'm imagining because it was reported that you know somewhere somebody offered a second-round pick. I thought – I think that's more than enough to move on from Nick Foles, but like you said, if I it think is, it is. Yeah. A second-round pick I would do, especially because if you're the Eagles, you would love a chance to land a second-rounder. Uh, excuse me, you would love a chance to land a starter on a rookie contract considering where your cap number is. But, you know, there's so many optics that play into this, everything else. It's easy for the Bills to trade a third-round pick for Tyrod Taylor. They were going to cut him anyway. <laughs> so, right. I mean, that's all the things that kind of come into play here. Uh, speaking of uh, cutting anyway, Torrey Smith uh, is traded today. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, I, I look at this as an incredibly dumb move by the Carolina Panthers. I know they're desperate. Somebody should take the phone out of Marty Herney's hands. <laughs> I, I, just like, I, somebody just needs to save him from himself. There is a 0% chance Torrey Smith was making $5 million from the Eagles this season. Yeah. 0%. So you're going to give away a corner who's making, I can't even, I don't even know what Willie's Six, salary is. 650000 like, yeah. Yes. So I, it, you're giving away a 23-year-old cornerback for a limited wide receiver making $5 million a year. Just crazy to me. Like it's, yeah, I, I don't understand Howie it. wins all the time. <laughs> why do they keep doing that, though? I like, don't like, know. <laughs> it's, it's amazing It's to beyond me. me. It really is. It just there are the haves and have-nots in terms of front office prudency and intelligence in the NFL just become more apparent every single day. Yeah, it just seems like it's like I like my guys and I know Torrey Smith and that's fine. Like, we'll just do that and and move on and and figure it out. We're talking with Robert Mays, who's enjoying some downtime in Miami. So we are uh, thankful that uh, him and and the Ringer crew has been uh, fantastic this week. I, I, we had Danny Kelly on earlier and uh, earlier this week, and he was, you know, very downtrodden about the Poor death, Danny Kelly. I know, the, the death <laughs> of the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, what, what did you think of, you know, Michael Bennett coming here, and what do you think is in store for the Seahawks? 
I mean, I feel like they're, you know, kind of in a retooling mode, and, and it makes sense. You, you know, it, you have all these guys, and it's honestly not dissimilar from the spot that the Eagles are in right now, where you have this limited window when you have this many players on second contracts, and when that window starts to close, you just have to make tough decisions. You can't keep all these guys and still add to your roster and kind of retool. So the Eagles, or excuse me, the Seahawks window is over. I mean, they're just too far up against the cap. You've had to skimp on too many positions for too long, and it's time to press the reset button. So the an era ends, and an era that was unspeakably successful. I mean, I still think of that team as the team of the 2010s, even though the Patriots won two Super Bowls. I feel like Seattle was the best team of the last five to ten years. Well, it's certainly the most fun, too. Yeah, you know, on top and, of and just memorable. I mean, so many personalities and just the style with which they played. I mean, I've said this before, but my favorite thing about that team is that it seemed like there was a different alpha dog on the defense every year. You know, one year Earl Thomas was the best player. One year Richard Sherman was the best player. One stretch Chancellor was. Now Bobby Wagner is. Bennett probably was in the 2014 season. So just kind of all the ebbs and flows of who was great there. It was just a fascinating team. And just as a fan of football in general, you know, it sucks to watch them go away. But this happens. I mean, your window does close when you have to pay everybody. And I think that's, in a way, what the Eagles are dealing with right now. How much can you squeeze out of this short time where your quarterback's on a rookie deal and you're able to pay all these people? Uh, and, well, I'll leave you with this because, you know, it's, it's creeping up towards, uh, you know, the, the league, uh, new, new Year League starting here. You ex- what would you expect the Eagles to do, uh, I guess, moving forward? Do you think there's any surprises in store? I feel like there might be. You know, they might cut a guy you don't expect them to cut. Again, just because the money is going to be tight. They are going to have to make decisions that are unenviable. And that's what goes on when you have a stacked roster. It's difficult to maintain, and you have to rip off the Band-Aid sometimes. So I, I wouldn't be surprised by any of the moves they made. If you told me tomorrow they cut Brandon Graham, it seems shocking, yes. But again, it, it, the way the money has to move around, I feel like so few things are off the table when it comes to guys they haven't recently signed to multi-year extensions. Yeah, uh, that would definitely deserve a, a lot of freakouts if they end up cutting Brandon Graham in this town, especially after sacking Tom uh, Brady. So, oh, certainly, yeah. but again, the decisions at this point are not easy. Yeah, they, they certainly aren't, and uh, we will uh, have you make none, uh, none of them for the rest of the night. Go enjoy a cocktail around the pool, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, anytime. Robert Mays from The Ringer. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.